am I at? Yeah, we're here. We're at the Micro Effect Broadcasting Network. You can access the show by typing in www.themicroeffect.com. Click on the appropriate links, the chat room links. Come on in, make friends, get acquainted, solve some issues, brainstorm. You never know what you might discover or might be able to fix just by applying yourself in a little wee way. Um, I'm going to get right into it, I guess. I, um, I was doing some research and... The interesting thing about research, it's, it seems like it keeps taking you to new levels and new horizons and new potential possibilities of things that is like, oh geez, here we go. <laughs> and it makes you wonder where we're heading. Uh, I had uh, came across an article uh, today in regarding to um, uh, radioactive carbon. And I found that a little intriguing when I read it, read the article, and I was looking at the article and seeing the, the uh, aspects of it. And I was looking at the, what it was doing. Because all of a sudden now, everything is becoming, carbon is becoming involved in just about everything. I mean, they're hell, they're even trying to get you to swallow this stuff so that you can become more uh, altered by the genetic code, altered by the frequencies and transmissions that they're pumping into you. It never seems, never seems to, um, never ceases to amaze me at the level of hijacking, at the level of different um, sabotaging that's been going on, and how the health food industry is nothing, and I keep saying this, nothing but a hijacking, uh, for sure. Hi, Tony. Made copper chloride can upset the stomach. If you take too much, it can. You should be taking it in a diluted form. In other words, put a couple of drops in tea, coffee, or water, uh, or some homemade lemonade that you might make. But don't take it straight. If you take it straight, it'll definitely, it'll definitely not let you know you're alive. Uh, same with the zinc chloride. I've had people take make the zinc chloride, and they take in a little too much, and zinc will definitely nauseate you. So, again, dilute it. Do not take it straight up. Um, carbon seems to be the game. You know, we got methane up in the skies. You know, one one uh, 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 chemtrail activism movement talks about methane in the sky, which can be removed, by the way. Uh, but it's a form of carbon. Now, I want you. This is now. This what I'm going to tell you now, so you not you don't get all alarmed and don't get all worked up and you know whatever. This is pure speculation. Okay, on my part, a hypothesis that's formed. But the Fukushima, if they're still dumping radioactive material into the water, is not traversing the water across the ocean. It's going straight down. When you read the article about the, the radioactive carbon, it's going straight down. Heavy water doesn't float. Anybody that's telling you that is FOS. It just drops straight down. And if it's mixing with this carbon material, it's basically altering the DNA of the aquatic system. This has also been validated. The aquatic life down there is bigger, mutated, it's uh, living a little bit longer, whatever, as a result of some, some mutation that's forming. The body's, their genetic code is producing something to protect them from the exposure. But what happens is with carbon, this is an interesting thing about carbon, Carbon is a very highly powerful, superconductive 
material. It has absolutely no resistance to any energy you pump through it, whether it be electrical, magnetic, light, sound, whatever. 100% full-on conductivity. Supercapacitors today are being made with aluminum plating and charcoal or some form of carbon or graphene. Graphene is basically what is used as carbon C60 or can be made into carbon C60. So when you're using a material like this and it's being put into the oceans and putting into the environment, again, keep in mind, it has never been tested in any way, shape, or form for toxicity. And the results today that they are finding with the release of these materials into the um, into the environment is they're, they're, uh, the results and the information is alarming. You can look up um, t uh, carbon C60 toxicity. There's 210,000 studies on just carbon C60 alone. All this shungite and all this crap that they're propagating is another form of carbon C60, and it is a double uh, hijacking. They're showing you how it does this, this, and this, and this, and then they want you to be exposed to it directly. This is lunacy, at, at the least lunacy. Because once this absorbs into the system, then it starts to embed right into the genetic code, goes right to the brain, goes right into the synapses of the body, goes right along the spine, goes into the organs. It now can have the capacity to carry a charge. And see, this is how they play the game. This is how they play the word game here. They're saying that it can diffuse or deflect frequencies. That may be true, but you don't want it against your skin because you may deflect the frequency and make this frequency that much more impacting into your cells or into your spine or into your brain or into your nerves or into your cells uh, throughout the whole body. If it's away from you, if you have a big enough material where it is away from you and you're not making direct contact with it, then it can have a deflectible uh, deflection provided you redirect the energy flow. It's not enough just to have, you know, the energy go somewhere. You have to have it go, you have to redirect it. Just like if you put stuff in your house, whether you, you put lead paint on the wall, uh, one research was showing that even with the, this new uh, um, anti-frequency paint that you can buy, you have to line the inside with copper and you have to directly ground that copper or else the frequency will amplify inside. So like I said, they have played a game here. Carbon C60 in any form, whether it's a natural or a synthetic form, is toxic to us. End of story. Tony, when are you going to put the new video up on Hertz Plus Beadworks? Uh, they were supposed to get it up this week, so I'm not sure what's going on. That's his department. All I do is just film it. He films me. I put it up there and make the rude comments on the video, and then he puts on there and he censors whatever. So it should be up sometime this week. Um, the week's not over with yet. He maybe just hasn't had a chance to get to it. He, One of his kids came down sick. Again, doctors. Doctors. I think everybody should go to a doctor. I think everybody should go to a doctor. I think everybody needs to go to a doctor at least one time. The reason, the reason why I'm saying this, and somebody's saying, well, you've been telling us not to go to doctors. Yes, I've been telling you this, but I had something happen today. I'm going to get off the C60 just for a second. I'll get back to it. Where an incident happened today, 
So a guy came in, tells me he's got his issues, went to the doctor, almost died waiting to get served and all this stuff. That's, that's what social medicine does, allows you to wait. You, know, you, may, you, may, might, you might die before they get to you kind of thing. Anyway, so then he's telling me all these things. So I asked him about his diet, and his diet was, everything he was telling me was all wrong. Everything he'd been, he'd, he'd been reading had been wrong. Finally, he got, I think he got annoyed with me and made a comment, so I made one back to him, and he left, and he left, you know, with an attitude, which is okay with me because sometimes I think attitudes are good to have. But I think everybody should go to a doctor because I think everybody needs to go and get raped by a doctor at least one time. At least one time. And I mean rape. I'm not talking about sexual rape. I'm talking about biological rape. Biological rape where they start giving you drugs and injecting things into you and destroy your health. I think everybody needs to do this at least one time. This way, when you come and talk to somebody who's in the, who has a knowledge base about what health is really all about, you will be more apt to listen to what somebody has to tell you. I got, I got people I know in this industry or in the field, I should say. They're really, really, really intelligent and really good at what they do and know their stuff. But they too run into the same situation where you got people who have an opinion about certain things and yet they're healthy, they're, their health is declining, you know, they got, their guts are coming undone, their heart's dropping on them and they're having all kinds of issues. So I think it's a good idea that everybody at least one time goes to a doctor and gets beat up by the doctor, gets biologically raped by the doctor. I think it'd be a good lesson for everybody to get to a doctor and have biological raping at least one time. Then, then your eyes will open. Then you will pay attention to what is being said by people who are telling you what is going on and what's happening. Then you might be more responsive to the real truth of what healing is all about and the reality of what foods and things are all about and how foods can make, it, make or break a difference, especially with the genetic engineering and the, and the CRISPR editing that's going on in the food supply. And a lot of you don't even know what these terms mean. A lot of you are still stuck on this idea that you're eating some kind of orgasmically, organically grown property because it's certified. This is incredibly lunatic. You know, you, you, it's just incredible that you that the the inability to connect the dots astounds me sometimes. That you can't look up in the so sky and see that line up in the sky, and eventually it's going to come down on the earth. You can't see that if you somebody spraying a GMO or a transgenetic or or has gene editing crop on one farm that that wind will blow it to the next farms. You know, and that it can go up to 40 miles a day. It amazes me that the water table that is also being damaged by all this genetic engineering, that it's a, the connections are not being made, that the food supply is no longer, or if it ever has been, clean and safe. In fact, they have been putting nanoparticulates on your food supply, again, as far back as 1960, and maybe as early or, or even further back as far as 19, late 1940s. So when you are talking today about some of the things that are included in health and you're hearing the health food industry propagate some some stuff you owe it to yourself to look at what is the, the negative aspects to what's going on uh, Tony I agree Tony I think people don't believe you that doctors can't don't help you until they go through the same experience doctors not being helpful it's it's true then and only then will you get the idea that the scare tactics and the the uh, 
debilitating tactics that the medical field is doing to you in defiling you in creating huge defilements so that you are no longer in the image or in the perspective of God's creation. Uh, till you get to that point, understand that they, have, they are causing severe mutations to occur in your body through the alchemy that they're using, through using vaccines and uh, pharmaceutical agents and now nano agents and now CRISPR editing agents, gene editing uh, controls. Till you wake up to this reality, till you begin to become aware of this, this reality that you are now being altered I, without even you being aware of these alterations that are going on in your system. I mean, the, the simplest perspective anybody can have is the fact that you are doing the things that the medical field are telling you to do and you are not healing. You are continually in a, in, in a perpetual state of decay and decomposition. You know, so when you're looking at some of the things that are just happening to you physically, you know, you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I've been taking these drugs, I took this flu shot, I got this vaccination, I got the measles, you know, and now I'm reading also about this nonsense in regard, measles is on the rise. Does anybody even ask the question, why? Why is measles on the rise? Why? They're saying because people are not getting the vaccines. Well, those who've gotten the vaccines in the past shouldn't be getting measles, right? Yet they're still getting them. So if measles is on the rise, where is it originating from? Where is it coming from? It just doesn't happen. Your measles just doesn't pop out of thin air. All of a sudden, we got measles. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, just that perspective alone should make you look at the media on the national television networks that are being propagated by FDA and Kodax and the uh, AMA and the CMA and all the rest should make you think why is this even happening? I mean, let's, let's face it. The United States has prop always put prop propositioned itself or propagated itself as a country that was very well advanced and had basically conquered disease. Yet here we are having a major outbreak of measles. So what would cause this measles? Even if you look at it from, a, from that perspective, Seabass, a mutated strain, what caused the mutation? See, it usually takes about 100 years for, for a mutation to occur. So all of a sudden now, even if we look at it from that perspective, what is causing that mutation? What has sped up the process? See, this is something nobody will ask themselves. Well, wait a minute here. We all had measles. None of us died. What's the big deal? It triggers the immune response. Matter of fact, we said measles party so that the whole block would get the measles at one time. Everybody got their immune system jacked up and nobody died. Hmm. What's going on today? See, nobody asks 
that question. Where did the strain come from? Where are all these diseases popping up from? Some will say, well, we're bringing all these immigrants over from uh, other parts of the world and they're carrying all these diseases. Now ask yourself this question. Where did they get it from? See, it's always easy to see and point to somebody or something or some culture or some ethnicity or some, some race or some belief system or whatever saying, it's their fault, they got the disease. Well, where did they get it from? How did that manifest inside these people? They weren't around anything that could have caused that issue. So what triggered it? What's triggering the Ebola again? Again. Now the question that arises then is, could it be being released by a military agency? By a government agency? By a medical agency to stimulate, <laughs> to stimulate um, a panic? A terror to make people more conducive to go to the doctor and become mutated. Could that be happening? Is that so far-fetched today? Why is it almost every commercial on, on uh, national American television has to do with pharmaceuticals? Why are Americans with all the high advanced technology on pharmaceutical technology, why is it that the United States is rated last, the very bottom on the planet for health and health care? Doesn't that make you go, hmm, why is that happening? Does that make you think a little bit? A country as advanced as America has weaponry that can destroy the planet a hundred times over. Ken is now having health issues with a general population. And what the, and somebody gave me some statistic, I forget what it was, but the percentage of people that are on medications today, I think in the United States, is like 90%, if I'm not mistaken. 90%? What is wrong with that picture? What is wrong with that picture? So, like I said, you know, now, let's get back to the carbon. Get back to carbon. Now we're selling you carbon C60 as a health food. Ooh, carbon C60 is a health food. It's going to do this and it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you, you know, and it's going to give you a red S and blue underwear and you're going to leap tall buildings and you're going to have x-ray vision. Oh, yeah. Hydrogen molecules bind with carbon C60, which amplify terahertz frequencies, which cause major, major mitochondrial damage and brain damage. And yet here they're selling this as a wonder product. Can you imagine that? The health food industry propagating anti-life. Can you imagine that? Anti-life, the anti-life equation. Release a biological pathogen or a synthetic pathogen into the atmosphere, creating, creating mutations in the genetic codes, and then target that, the host of these synthetics inside who consume these things with frequencies they can further alter their genetic code, turning off their immune system, making them defenseless. Imagine that. Imagine that. It, that wouldn't happen in the health food industry, would it? Could it? <laughs> Have you read the excipients on the bottles lately? Have you seen what's been put into the bottles? I'm now waiting. 
I am now waiting, and you're going to hear this first in the micro effect. I am now waiting for them to start putting nanoparticles with the herbal remedies that you're buying encapsulated with all these studies and how it can target cancer and do all these things. And people are going to be ignorant enough to buy these things without even checking into the nano. Because now I'm seeing more and more studies coming out. Again, they're bogus studies. How they are integrating nano with herbs in order to kill cancer. I got news for you. You, can, you don't need the herbs. You can inject nano into a person's body and it will kill the cancer cells that are there. But it will also create high levels of mutations and mutation activity into the body that can further propagate a whole new set of immune, autoimmune disorders that we have never even seen before. Mark my words, this is coming down the pipe. You've heard it here first in the microwave, micro effect, microwave, micro effect. <laughs> I just imagine now. You heard it here on the microwave. No, on the micro effect. I'm telling you, before it even happens, it's going to come around. It's already started with the nano silver that they're spraying, uh, that they're uh, using in the health food industry as a health food, which is nothing but a genetic mutation uh, causing damage on, on your genetic muta uh, uh, mitochondrial code. Destroys your uh, genetic code, destroys your DNA. And again, they're not telling you this. They're not telling you that it's going into the cells and wiping everything out, not including the cell. So they're not telling you this. No, 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 no. And the studies are all over the place. All you have to do is go look up nano silver toxicity. Just type that in the URL. Don't do a Google, just type it in. And you will see study after study after study after study validating the toxic toxicity of this material. It's a hijacking. All of it is a hijacking. So when we're talking quantum now, okay, let's get back to the earth and the carbon on the earth, okay? We're releasing carbon into the earth and now it's being in, in, embedded with radioactive material. The radioactive material will charge that carbon. Now, I don't know if any of you know what a capacitor is, but I'll explain to you what a capacitor is. Again, this is speculation from my part, seeing what I'm seeing so far with this. That when you get two plates and you put a charge to the plates, the plates, the electrons will move from one plate to the other, building a static charge or buildup of electrical or static electrical energy. When you connect the capacitor to a source, it will release that energy. It can release it as a surge, or depending on how you set it up, it can, re uh, it can re release it as a flow. But you need two conductive plates in order and separated by a dielectric. Now there are all forms of capacitors on, uh, out there. There's what they call a wet capacitor, where they're in a solution. The plates are in a solution enclosed in, a, in, in, enclosed in a containment, which produces a very powerful electrical release. And then you've got the super capacitors, which are again aluminum plating coated with uh, carbon or charcoal or any kind of graphene, which is then separated by dielectric. And these can hold a supercharge. Uh, because of the way it creates a um, the way it creates the charge and the buildup inside. Now think of the Earth as a wet capacitor. The Earth, the bottom of the ocean, because this is where it's all going down. The bottom of the ocean is now being coated with this carbon, radioactive carbon material. The sky is being coated with carbon particles as well, with the methane and everything else, and all the nanoparticles are up there, which creates a capacitance. In, it would be almost like a combination of a wet 
supercapacitor. So now you got the capacitance up in the atmosphere, you got the capacitance down in the ocean, you got the salt water between the two. Even if you were to look at it as a battery, you'd have a battery if you're looking at it from that angle. What happens when you release a supercharge into the earth? Say, release a heart frequency or a terahertz frequency into the earth and supercharge that carbon. Where is that energy going to go? Where is it? How is it going to connect? What's it going to connect with? Where is the flow of the charge going? Could it possibly, could it possibly come and bite us in the backside one day and there would be no more planet because the energy release could be so intense that it could literally shake the tectonic plates of the planet causing a major, major, major shifting on the earth and maybe even wiping the planet out. Could it destroy the Van Allen belt that's around us that keeps things in and out? Could it literally burn the atmosphere, burn the planet because of the radiation leakage coming from, from that release of energy? Could this happen? I mean, we're, I mean, we're looking at this just in the simplest terms, just with the frequencies we're exposed to now with cell phones and towers and iPads and televisions and everything else. And we can see the cellular damage it's causing us on a major scale. What happens when you release a supercharge from the planet with two conductive material, superconductive materials in between? What could possibly happen? These are things that make me, that I think about all, all the time. And then I find research to validate what my, my concerns. And it's like, oh boy, look at this. <laughs> I'm correct here. Just my speculation is no longer a speculation. It's now a reality. So when we're looking at things today, things ain't what they used to be, if they ever were what they used to be. We have been for decades, decades and decades, been manipulated and conditioned and programmed to believe fairy tales, lots of them. Believing in different ideologies and philosophies that have absolutely no basis in truth whatsoever. In fact, more and more of these ideologies and philosophies are falling by the wayside. People are waking up to a lot of different things and realizing that these things that we were told is nothing but fabrications and drama. And begin to realize the reality of where we're at and how precarious the position we're really in. So when we're looking at just rudimentary things, because I'm not expecting any of you to really get that far into where I'm at. I hope you do, I, I, and I would encourage you to do so. So you begin to see the real reality of where we're at today. You know, how we're caught up on some minutia today, tiny little minutia that could, that is basically keeping us distracted from the reality of what we need to really see. Some of you can't see it. Some of you don't want to see it. That's fine. You'll never know what hit you. Uh, you might feel it, but you'll never know what hit you. The rest of us that do want to know may start brainstorming to figure ways to circumvent some of the situations that may be going on. Sometimes I think those of us who are being woken up are being woken up so that we possibly can make a change to stop some of this insanity. It's just, again, another speculation on my part. Tony, can tachyon energy be used to protect the body against EMS? And straighten and heal the body, or is it a bunch of uh, BS? To be honest with you, monkey, I don't know. Uh, Tachyon energy basically is what it is. 
So whether or not it can do anything, I do not know. I do know this, though. Um, if you got a magnetic field or an EMF field coming at you, and if you have one going out at it of equal standings, you know, say 10 gigahertz and 10 gigahertz meeting each other, you will neutralize any effect. You're not going to be able to stop it all unless you're in some kind of body, body armor, body suit, and you have some kind of grounding mechanism to disperse the energy you're being hit with. Uh, it would be about the only way you'd be able to stop any assault on your person. As far as I know, these little devices that people are wearing that they're making all this claim about how it's going to deflect energy. That's a lot of baloney, pure and simple, pure bullsh. All of it's just bullsh. That thing you're wearing, whatever it may be, a lot of times only deal with specific frequency ranges, high or low, or sometimes in between. And then some of the stuff that they're telling where like the Shungite, all it's going to do, if it does deflect, it may deflect it further into the system. Or it may draw it to it, but it's only a small area. All these devices are, will only stop a small area. They're not going to block the, your whole body. You would have to be completely encased or uncovered. You know, there's no other way around that. Your head would have to be covered, your face, even the air you're breathing would have to be using some sort of oxygen uh, tank of some kind. You know, oh, we got the, we got a commercial, so we'll come on back. We'll continue on the way. See you in a bit. I think we're back. I think we're back on the Micro Effect Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Tony Pentelaresco, and you're listening to The Remedy. Um, I want to point out something uh, as well. I don't know. I guess we can't do any uh, copying and pasting in here. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Um, I'll have to post the uh, I'll post the links on the on the pod uh, later on. I can't for some reason uh, copy and paste into the chat room. So okay. Um. I want to point something out. Uh, some of you don't really realize sometimes the full impact that some of us go through, those of us who are giving you the information, those of us who are studying the information, those of us who are looking for answers, go through. There's an activist, I won't mention the name, uh, got hit very heavily with a directed energy weapon and it knocked, knocked that person on their backside. Um... This seems to be going on more and more. So it's like anybody who's going to try to reveal the reality of what's going on gets subjected to all kinds of targeting. I get hit all the time with different things. You know, everybody that I know that's doing something is being hit some way, somehow, somewhere. So this is the reality. The bizarro world we're living in. The, that's producing the what I call the anti-life equation, the anti-God equation. It's trying very hard to keep you in a state of stupid, 
keep it in a state of sleep, in a state of hypnosis, in a state of despondency, in a state of despair, in a state of mind where you don't know what to do. And so, in that state, you don't think the way you should be thinking. So be aware of that, that a lot of people out there put it on the line every time they open their mouth. They put it on the line every time they tell you something that could possibly make it better for you to get you through another day in this paradise. And I say that facetiously, paradise. You know, my, my word for this planet is, you know, you can't say it on the radio. I could say it, but it's pretty crude, very salt of the earth. But it's nothing but a crap hole. It's all it is. And when you come to that reality that this is nothing but a crap hole, this is just, it's a state, it's a state of existence that we're living, that we're existing in, not living. We're existing, not, not living. Then you begin to realize that you need to advance and evolve to something better, something far, far better than what we have now. And the only way we're going to get there is through helping each other get to that, that realm. You know, I, I, I always say if you don't have a one-on-one -on -one with the great one, and I don't refer to myself, I refer to Christ or to, or to the Almighty, not having a one-on-one -on -one with the great one, maybe it's a good time to start. I just, my opinion. I mean, we're living in those times where you might want to have a talk with them. You know, it wouldn't hurt. Might actually benefit you. Uh, Tony's progesterone cream good for the menopause. Depends if it's really progesterone cream, because there's a lot of products out there that are have wild yam, and they never seem to have worked. Uh, the progesterone creams that do have the actual progesterone in it do seem to benefit. Um, and they will help. So again, when we're looking at the nature of life today, if you want to call it life, I would call it an existence. It's not life. Uh, when you look at the state of existence that we're in, sooner or later the bubble you're living in or you're existing in is going to burst. And you, then your eyes will open. And then you're going to feel the state of panic and the state of anxiety and duress because now everything that you thought you knew is not true. And there are some people that no matter what you show them will never wake up. And I get that too. And those people, uh, let them go. You know, they need to feel the pain. They need to suffer and understand the nature of the suffering and why they're suffering. That's just the way it goes. I, I have come to the conclusion that sometimes pain is the best teacher. And, you know, when God is trying to get your attention, sometimes he opens up a can of whoop-ass on you just so that you wake up, you know. And don't tell me that God won't beat you because he'll beat you into the grave and bring you back from the dead if you're that of, of any importance to him. So don't tell me what you think you know. God will make you wake up if that's what it takes. The, the more pain you can handle, the more brutal it becomes. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> Until you one day you wake up and say, you know what, God, this is really beginning to hurt. Maybe I should talk to you and maybe you should have a talk about what you, you've got my undivided attention. And so perhaps maybe I should listen to what you got to say because obviously you want me to look at something, you know. And sometimes when you go through those tough times in life, maybe that's all it's about just to get you to pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Tell me, what should, could I do for pancreas cancer? Well, you, there's a lot of things you can do. You can use black seed uh, oil. You could use um, bitter melon, corella. You can use uh, pancreatic enzymes. You can use trypsin enzymes. You can use um, 
You can use glandulars as well. Uh, things that are going to help restore and keep the pancreas flowing. You can take juniper berry to minimize the work of the, in, the pancreas to produce insulin. You need to avoid all forms of soy. It has trypsin inhibitors in it. You need to avoid all forms of beans, uh, all forms of grain, breads, pastas, rice, all that's got to go. Um, do not get caught up in that high carbohydrates or high sugar diet that they're trying to get you on. Um, and use foods that are, are either fermentable or take enzymes with things that you're eating to take the load off the pancreas. This is one of those organs that takes time to heal. Uh, what else? Tony, can this, can this nano bring on menopause early? And what else can we take to combat the symptoms? Yes, it can. Um, the aluminum that you're dealing with coming from the sky has a metalloestrogen uh, effect. It's not the only thing that has a metalloestrogen effect. Uh, there are other things that uh, can do this. So the borax, baking soda, Epsom salt, bass could help extra, extradite this out. Taking Epsom salt in water and sipping on it all day can help again flush out the, um, the um, aluminum that might be triggering this. Uh, if you're having vaginal dryness, you might want to use pregnanolone, 10 milligram strength, make sure there's nothing else in it. And use evening primrose oil. With the evening primrose oil, you may apply it, you may want to apply it on the vaginal area as well. This will help with vaginal drying. So this is something that you can use, this is something that you can apply, this is some of the things that you might want to uh, think about using. Um, avoid soy, period. Avoid any of the artificial natural flavoring agents. Avoid high levels of vitamin D. Uh, avoid high, avoid any kind of uh, cruciferous vegetables as well because these cruciferous vegetables can shut down the thyroid and can shut down other parts of the body and it can have high levels of goitrogens which can further cause problems to the reproductive system. So everything's connected. Um, this will help tremendously. If you do the triangles or if you do the buckets, it should also help extradite some of the particulates that you might be accumulating. This could also help. But kidney, be kidney beans do not strengthen the kidneys. That's another one of those myths. Kidney beans look like kidneys. They can have some effect on the kidneys, but they have high concentration of phytates. You guys need to look at the big picture here, not the small little minutiae that the health food industry propagates. Any food can be eaten in some sort of small moderation. Beans can be eaten like once a week or something, something to that effect. But they should not be lived on. Nobody should be living on beans. Unless you're in a state of poverty where you can't afford to buy nothing else and beans is the only thing that you can afford, that would be the only reason why you should be eating beans every day. Okay? Beans and rice would be a complete protein. It would be a poor, poorly absorbed protein because the beans and the rice both have phytates in it that would deplete the body of minerals. <clears throat> You need the minerals to produce enzymes. You need the minerals to produce antioxidants. Without minerals, your body will go to pieces. So like I said, you need to look at the big picture. Don't just shoot out things at the, in the chat room because, oh, it can do this. It can, it can also cause a lot of problems if you don't know what you're doing. So again, this is my point. Back in the early days, 
before we became affluential and wealthy and, and we had money in our pockets, our parents were poor and they had a different meal every day. They didn't always eat the same thing every day, day in and day out. And as a result, they were more balanced. Today, we don't live like they did and now we're eating the same thing over and over and over again because that's what we use to power up the body. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be eating any kind of proteins. You do need proteins and, and the animal sources are by far, by far the best source. They out surpass any of the vegetation pro, uh, proteins out there, contrary to what they try to tell you. That's what, Most of that is just marketing nonsense. Again, double speech to hijack the general population to eat something inferior that in the long term will cause major breakdown. Look at any of the vegans today living on these veg vegetable proteins, okay, like the rice proteins and the hemp and the soy. They all look like hell, every one of them. And you look at somebody's eating meat and dairy. They look far better by far than the, uh, the guys that are eating these so-called vegan proteins. And the guys that are eating all these vegan proteins are having all kinds of colon issues. There's a guy that was de dealing with 300 people a day, uh, vegans. Uh, on colon issues. Again, not putting two and two together. Um, as I said, follow the dots. Follow the dots. You know, don't get caught up in an ideology. You get caught up in real science or, or real facts about what's happening. You're eating this and you've been in on this diet for a period of time. You've had to go to the doctor now to get B12 shots. Something should be sending alarm bells there. You didn't have to do that before when you ate meat. Now you have to take all these zinc uh, supplements and borax, uh, boron supplements and iodine supplements and copper supplements. You got to take taurine now because you're not getting it from any vegetable source. And you're looking like hell and you're getting shriveled up and, you, and you're thinking in your mind you're doing some good to the planet. All you're doing is following an ideology to take you out faster. Uh, can God overall do good stuff? No. Again. Let me try this again in English. All fish oils, including your cod liver oil, okay? Cod liver oil. Pay attention to that terminology. It's coming from the liver. What does the liver do exactly? It, it filters out all the poison in the animal. Oregon meat should not be consumed, nor should their byproducts. Number one. And the highest concentration of the mercury and the lead and the arsenic and the chromium that these fish would be exposed to from industrial pollutants would be concentrated where again? In the liver and the kidneys. Number two, all fish oils that have been tested in 16 countries, including the United States of America, Canada, and all of Europe, have found that all the fish oils are rancid. Rancid, you know what that means? Spoiled oil. They're selling you shit. End of story. I gotta say it that way so you'll get it through your head. Rancid oil is equivalent to cow dung, human dung, people dung, or SHIT. You get that now. You understand that term. You know, that's about as salt as yours as I can go without, you know, really bending the rules on, on language in the radio show. It is crap. You're eating this rancid oil that breaks down your cellular integrity, making you more available uh, to be targeted with frequencies. So there you go. Do not use these oils. The oils you should be using are saturated fats and omega-6s. And now they're attacking the saturated fats again. You know why? Because the saturated fats are causing major reinforcement 
in the bodies, in the person's bodies. It's making it harder for them to assault somebody. So they got to further compromise you by taking away some of the things that can help fortify your system. Everything is bizarro on a bizarro world. Right is left, up is down, white is black, black is white. You know, keep it, keep observing. Keep observing. When we're looking at, uh, when we're looking at what is healthy, you might want to start looking at your biology, simple biology. How much you have certain things you really need. Even in the plant kingdom, omega-3s are not that prominent. They're only in about eight or nine different plants where they're highly prominent. And there's a reason why they're not in everything. But omega-6s are in just about every plant there is. So, and omega-9s have a lot. Uh, there's a, some, um, some things have omega-9s, but omega-6s is the more prominent omega-6. Why is that? That's the question you need to ask. Why is omega-6 the more prominent fat in all the plants over all the other fats? Because maybe we need that fat more. You ever think about that? You know. So I just this is just something that I, you know, um, this is something I'm trying to convey there. Think. Connect the dots. Follow the dots. See what the health foods industry is telling you. See what the medical field is agreeing with. If the medical field is agreeing with something that the health food industry is saying, you need to really scrupulize what is being saying, scrutinize it very heavily. You got to remember, the pharmaceutical companies own most of the health food industry's products these days. You know, all a lot of your vitamins are, are, are and, and materials are all coming from China, which is not the problem. In fact, if you ever order something from China, you'll find that the regulations on their stuff is at a higher standard than what we have here in American Canada. But here's where, here's where the problem begins. When the manufacturers get those products from China and then they start to adulterate those products when they manufacture those products, in the adulteration process is where these products become problematic. And then if something goes wrong, oh, it came from China. That's how the game is played. That's how things happen. This is why things go on the way they do. You know... We got stuff going on in Canada, United States that if anybody really paid attention to would be raising the alarm bells. You know, there's supposed to be some guru out there who's got a lab who's supposed to be testing things and yet he doesn't test anything from Canada, United States. I wonder why. Yet he's ready to jump on China's backside. It's incredible. <coughs> so I think the alarm factors need to be set there. The wake-up call has to, should, should really take place you know, um, the, uh, <laughs> <coughs> I just read something in the chat room. The reason why Tony scares me, unlike, unlike any male in the planet, he's always correct. <laughs> I'm not always correct, but I, I'm more right than I am wrong. I can say that much. Um, um, Tony, what does random and frequent bruising on the legs mean? Anemia? Not necessarily. Uh, it could mean you might be low in vitamin C. You might be low in bioflavonoid. You might have congestion going on in the lower extremities. Uh, a lot of the nanoparticulates get pushed down to the lower extremities, which then can cause high tensions on the uh, blood vessels and the arteries, which can then cause bruising. And again, one thing leads to another. 
So you might want to start using high doses of vitamin C and bioflavonoid, and you might want to start using things like MSM, B1, uh, enzymes to break up some of that congestion going on. And it wouldn't hurt you to do a detoxification with either SCS or some form of sodium EDTA uh, to help, again, further flush out what's going on. Um, So when we're looking at some of the, well, even the fermented fish oil, okay, think about that for one minute. This is the, just the terminology alone should be waking you up on some that is nothing but pure bullsh. Fermented fish oil. You cannot ferment fish oil. You cannot ferment any oil. Fermentation occurs with sugar. So what they're basically saying to you is the fermented fish oil they're selling you is rancid oil. Because oils go rancid, not fermented. So when you're looking at some of the nonsense that, again, is being propagated in this industry and the wording, and then they come up with some hocus-pocus uh, crap and backing up this, this theory of theirs or this ideology, this is why, like I said, you got to think a little bit. You know, they are using double speech and they are screwing you over with some of the things because it's, it's a sleight of hand deal. I'm showing you this, I'm giving you this, and then this, but this is not the reality. This is the illusion. It's like a magician getting you distracted on one end so you can perform some magic on the other side. So when you're looking at this industry, really, really scrutinize it. Scrutinize even more the medical. The medical is performing alchemy is what it's performing. It's not doing anything but experimenting on you with all forms of alchemic chemicals. That's what it's doing. So, yeah, again, if you ferment an amino acid, it, it, becomes, it, uh, it becomes toxic. So, like I said, you know, this is, this is what they do. They play these games because a lot of these products will sit on the shelf for a period of time and then they go bad. So, this is money being lost. So, now they, uh, the gullible public will believe the, the next guru that comes up to, oh, we got this new and improved, blah, 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 and we're going to sell it to you, and this is going to put a red S on your chest and blue underwear. Look, it's going to help with anti-aging, and it's going to fight this and fight that. And then when you look at it, long haul, you realize there's nothing but a sales speech that actually causes the cancer. Look at soy. Look at soy. Soy was touted to be protecting women's breasts and ovaries and protecting from, uh, from estrogenic cancers. And it did the complete opposite. And yet, how long were they propagating that horse hockey? That's my point. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. All right. Pay attention to the Micro Effect Broadcasting Network. You need to give them your support. Keep them going. Keep them floating. You also got www.minds.com forward slash Brian396. Check out his site. Check out his Flickr site. Uh, you've got bye bye blues, uh, not bye bye. Sorry, you've got um, uh, geoengineeringwatch.org. You've got Smooth Love True. You got uh, Yanni at Aramac at uh, at the uh, YouTube. You also got me at, at Herbs Plus, not Herbs Plus and Beauty Works. Jeez, I'm all tongue tied today. Augmentedforce.com. Check out the sites. If you haven't looked at the nano information, please do so. It'd be to your benefit. Check it out. Check things out. Check out the catalog link. If you do need something from the catalog triangles buckets flash drives old-fashioned remedies books dvds whatever feel free to check it out give me a shot i also do consultations as well 
uh, or send me an email at independs at yahoo.com I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-Z at yahoo.com Alrighty. We can get that commercial break out of the way real quick. Um, there you go. <laughs> How much EDH should one take if you do a detox? I would probably tell you to use a gram a day, do it at night before going to bed. So when you wake up in the morning, you can relieve, you release yourself of the toxins. Uh, the following week, you should be using a, you should be using a heavy metal, heavy mineral concentration like the electrolyte uh, formula we showed you on YouTube or the electrolyte by Nutribiotic um, to restore the minerals that are uh, that this can pull out. Same kind of deal that you would use with the SCS, but with the SCS you do it daily. Um, and again, rotate what you're doing. One week EDTA, one week minerals. Uh, unless she's already, unless she's low in minerals, then do the minerals as well. I think we're done. So we'll see you Tuesday. Till then, pay attention. See you later. Take care. <laughs>